Hey guys, it's Alana and Jacqueline, and you're back for another episode of Black, Black and, and Yellow. Yellow. Welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about a really interesting topic. A topic that I think is close to both of our hearts. Definitely, and really prevalent in what's going on in today's world as far as racism and segregation. Oppression in general. Oppression, oppression is stuff. running rampant. Here comes the oppression! <laughs> it's coming! <laughs> so we're going to be talking about how to be a good ally. Yes. Specifically, be... how to be a good ally to minorities or marginalized groups and 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 how to go through it all yeah exactly yeah. it could be a long arduous sometimes journey. scary journey but it's also rewarding yeah. and satisfying yes. and all of those great things that i think make us feel alive or at least make me feel alive. yeah a lot of growth and pain and just expanding your uh consciousness to how to become a better human essentially is what I think of it, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of like self-reflection that happens. Definitely. When you decide to join the uh allyhood, I guess we'll call it. So right. which I think is also like the my favorite part, quite frankly. Yeah. It's like getting to know myself, even if the parts of myself that I learn are like ugly or immediately unflattering. Yeah. Well, it's also it's also a good reflection of just human humankind in general, how we are we're not all we're not perfect and we all have faults and we all have cracks and and just recognizing that being okay with that first of all and realizing hey you know i'm just i'm just human and i make mistakes and i mean i wasn't born with everything right <laughs> you no know no one was born woke exactly and so just that process and figuring it out and confronting it and being okay with it and learning and growing through it all is what we're tackling mm -hmm. so uh so yeah let's get into it yeah let's dive in how are we how to be a good ally there well i guess we should maybe start with the definition you know i love a good definition oh, yes. with yeah. a last name like webster you mm. know i love a good definition yes. Give it to um me. <laughs> and my homegirl miriam at miriam webster's dictionary <laughs> defines being an ally as quote to unite or form a connection or relation between that's the first definition. The second definition is to form or enter an alliance with. So if you're a, an English or a grammatical nerd, the first word is a transitive verb. <laughs> the second word is an intransitive verb. But they're verbs nonetheless. Right. It's so a it's doing an, word. An act of doing. You're you're doing something. There's action behind it. Um, you know, and, and it's not, uh, what do you call it, where you just inactive <laughs> i guess you could say it like that. you're not just sitting on the couch smoking weed and eating chips although i like doing that too <laughs> which I, I mean i think it's important to to bring up right at the front of the show that an ally is a verb it's yes. not a noun because yes. i do think sometimes in our modern world it can be treated as a noun oh, yeah. or like a self-proclaimed yes, uh, pseudo status symbol mm -hmm. if you will something mm -hmm. that is almost worn like a really fly accessory like oh it's right. cool to be an ally i'm an ally hey, i'm an ally hey what up oh it's not cool to be an ally anymore okay oh. <laughs> put that in the back of the closet no we don't wear high-waisted pants anymore you know? <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> um but anyways yes to be an ally you have to be doing something constantly engaged going mm -hmm. to the women's marches or the big demonstrations with your cute colorful signs mm -hmm. is awesome yes but the knit and grit of being an ally is in the every day right is in those uncomfortable conversations that you have to have with quote that uncle that just means well you know <laughs> yes or like that racist grandma better. or that right. kind of sexist co-worker right or, or friends that you realize 
you know, maybe you've been friends with them for a long time. And then at some point you have a conversation with them or they say something and in your head you go, what? I don't agree with this. I don't agree with this. Like, did that, did I just hear that come out of his house or, or their behavior or something that you slowly start realizing people around as you get older, you know, especially being Asian or black or Latina Mm -hmm. or white or anything, you start to recognize or realize that what people say affect you in a way and it could trigger something it could be more visceral than just like hey pass the butter you know it's a lot more and you start having opinions and being really more um almost forthright in your values and your morals and and it kind of starts there i think yeah i think that's a good jumping off point if you want to be an ally yeah recognizing what being an ally means exactly. and then digesting all that comes along with it. Because mm-hmm. when you're young, it's just like you you don't really know. You're just kind of following the footsteps of your parents or what you're surrounded by. But as you start to become educated and woke and in this world, and if you're involved in some sort of way, you're not like a vegetable. But even if you're a vegetable, you could you know have thoughts um it's uh it's it's something that that you start thinking about you yeah know? totally because being an ally isn't always easy because no the first step is all. self-reflection looking inside yourself and seeing okay i'm choosing to become an ally to mm-hmm. people of color mm-hmm. we'll say do i harbor any ill feelings right. or maybe questionable thoughts about yeah. people of color absolutely because racism isn't always black or white there's a lot of gray at all absolutely and not every statement that might not be um uh flattering flattering. nice about people of color it's not always racist sometimes it's prejudiced yes which is different it's it's, it's, there's a fine line but it is a difference yes i think that people are so quick to use that r word racism nowadays Mm -hmm. and like it's just thrown out there left and right and prejudice exists oh it sure does they're two different things but all of those things said um, I, I'll call out myself, for instance, uh, when I decided to be an ally, I had to really check my habit of when I drove. If I had a really poor driver in front of me, I would used to think, oh, my God, this person's probably Asian. Oh, my oh God, no. this person's probably Asian. And then being like, hold on a second, Alana. First things first, you're buying into a stereotype. Yeah. Not all Asians are bad drivers, so shame on you. But secondly, having to consider what that person was going through. Regardless of color, maybe that person is completely lost and doesn't know what the fuck is going on. (laughs) Maybe this person is not from here and doesn't understand our street signs. Mm -hmm. Perhaps this person is just aimlessly trying to waste time or has nowhere to go in particular, no Mm -hmm. sense of urgency. But all those things said that I remember that being a moment for me where I was like, ooh, if you're an ally to people of color, that's all people of color and you can't. That can't be your knee jerk reaction whenever you think there's a bad driver in front of you. And that was a hard uncomfortable yeah. uh thing to recognize in myself but I also agree. a great challenge to change it is definitely uh i think it starts out a little bit of just really being open to just listen to what other people have to say without having so much of that immediate reaction mm-hmm. um if you're not willing to be open to listening to what people have to say then how in the world are you even going to become an ally right you know and if I you don't want to listen to their stories or listen to their background yeah where do you, how do you even, you don't even, you can't even start, you know? Right. Totally. And I also think it's worth noting that people of color 
are not going to end racism. No. White people are going to end racism. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, the LGBT community, they're not going to end homophobia or transphobia. No. It's straight cisgendered people mm-hmm. that are going to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an important fact to realize, too, sort of looking at your own privilege. Yes. And where you stand and, yes. and who and how you can be the best ally mm-hmm. to marginalized groups definitely is super important it is it it's it's also just knowing that if you fall into that category and i mean anyone really but mostly if you are white and you come from a more privileged background and you uh want to become an ally then you really have to start checking in with yourself and if it to see if this is something you really want which hopefully everyone wants regardless if you're white or privileged or not um you know to really first of all it is it is your own besides the bigger picture of the movements and everything that's going on it is essentially most first and foremost it's a journey with yourself of recognizing when you have these biases and they're they're not necessarily something that you chose you're sometimes just you know born with them and 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 you were they were taught or they were taught and you and you couldn't really do much about it when you were young because you didn't know how and now that you have the tools to know Mm -hmm. then you can change uh but that in, in itself like alana was saying earlier is just when you feel uncomfortable when someone says something when you say something you know it's it's just leaning into that discomfort of okay i'm feeling this because of what was said what do I do? Do I just kind of say, ah, fuck it. Like, that's fine. That's what it is. You know, mm-hmm. they're just like that. Oh, whatever. Or is it like behind all that? Why do these people, why are they like that? Or why this? And, and really questioning and confronting that with yourself and taking a moment to be like, hmm, I'm really uncomfortable at this. I am going to go ahead and do some research or I'm going to sit with myself. I'm going to journal. I'm going to realize that really in the end, we are all the same kind of people. We all have a beating heart. We all have, you know, billions of cells. We all got blood vessels, eyeballs, hopefully. Um, You know, we're all the same. And that when you kind of keep reverting to that sort of foundation that we're all human beings and it kind of kind of puts a kind of a lighter touch on it I feel not so yeah. much like so much pressure it drives me crazy when I hear someone say "Ugh, I don't like him or her we have nothing in common and I'm always like that's not true I'm mm-hmm. sure him or her like you yeah want to be healthy successful and happy yes even if you have in literally nothing else in common exactly. you have that yeah and that's a good springboard sure when you're faced with people that you maybe not don't understand or for me, like differently abled people or differently um, abled mentally people can sometimes put me in a really uncomfortable place. Oh, I I'm see. Like, I'm just so... Like you're having a hard time. Yeah, I'm unsure of what to do, mm. what to say, where to look or not or whatever. And like that sort of discomfort, that whole body to discomfort yeah. emotional discomfort that's when i'm like i gotta lean into this <laughs> that's where i have to be brave enough to be vulnerable I to know. lean into this and figure this out which is easier said than done it's sure it's it's way it, and, and sometimes you can talk about it like how we're talking about it but then when you're actually in it and mm-hmm. feeling it you're like holy shit i force what? myself to stay in it i force myself to stay yeah. in i know it until i at least have some sort of moment of Okay, this this is why this situation is uh, uncomfortable. 
Like, I, I refuse see. to leave that situation until I've had some sort of some... breakthrough moment. Hmm. Even if the breakthrough moment is this situation made me uncomfortable because it's just too loud. I see. That and... was That's enough for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I have to have a moment of growth right. in those sort of situations. I see. Well, good. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Cause oh, it's, thanks. It's, <laughs> it's, it's harder done than said. Like, we're, like we're, you know, like what you just said. Because I have those moments, too, where, you know, I've worked in the restaurant industry for a while now. And I have moments where I'm, like... You know, I get a customer or a couple and they're they're of a different race and I immediately, you know, think, oh, you know, they're going to they're going to tip me shitty because they're this. Which happens in the restaurant industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Which totally happens. I mean, where do stereotypes come from? That'd be an interesting episode. That would be, right? Just the restaurant industry in general. Yep. Or the kinds of people that walk in. But I think I think that where I already have this instant, like I don't even not all the time, but a lot of the times I just, I go there and then I, and then when I think those thoughts, I'm like, wait a minute, Jacqueline, why, why would you, why, like, why would you do that? You know? And then it is the stereotyping and the the biasness and everything. And then I go, Hmm, let me just, and then I try to stay positive and to think, okay, maybe they're, they're human and uh, maybe they don't have a lot in their bank account or whatever. I try to think of all these compassionate reasons as to why maybe they would tip me shitty. But the first thing that comes up is because of their race. You know, and it's visual. Race is visual. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And so sometimes they, it's been like almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy where if I have a customer and I go, oh, they're going to take me shitty because they're this. And then it happens. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I was right. They suck. Got it. You know, and that's a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. And you're sort of projecting that consistently through right. my energy, through my vibration, through my thoughts. And they, they feel it regardless of whether they can voice it or not on like a deeper level right. you know and then it can just go on and being right and angry the whole night mm-hmm. <laughs> no one wants that I hear you totally <laughs> um but I have done this sort of like social experiment with myself where I, if I have those thoughts and then I go no no stop it just you know embrace it and and see what happens and then a couple times most of the times it's been like wow if only I had that slight shift and energy shift and energy and vibration then I get, you know, like a 20, 25% tip. And there I'm like, go. whoa, mm-hmm. you know, it's simple and it's slight, but it's hard. It's so hard because in the internal. moment you feel like an asshole. And I, I don't think anyone, regardless no. of color, sex, gender, how you're abled is immune to that. No, I like, agree. I think that's a human thing. Completely. Fundamentally. Yeah. And in those moments, you just want to grow from it, not like you beat do. yourself up about it. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think a great st- jumping off point for those of you at home who are like, okay, but what are these girls saying? How do I get started being an <laughs> ally? Give me a task. Well, here, take this task. Sit down, write out your privileges, be it race, sex, gender, socioeconomic background, mm-hmm. et- uh, uh, religious background, whatever, whatever your privileges are. Just write them out. Yeah. Privilege isn't something to run away from or be oh. ashamed from. It's something to learn from and embrace. Yes, just to recognize it. And privilege do- is not just reserved for cis, gender, straight, white people. Yeah, like, privi- everyone has privilege. Everyone does. Even if you think your life is not privileged in the slightest. Yeah, I agree. You're born. You're yeah. at least alive. You, know, you, could, you could be dead. It's true. Totally. Easily. That's what I think about all the time. <laughs> That's like, a very I could heavy be one. dead right now, but I'm alive. <laughs> all right okay awesome so once you've recognized your privilege where should we go from here jack well i think once you've recognized that you have these privileges then i think on another column or a conversation with yourself 
have a sort of sense of what is it that you have bought into? What are you racist about? What do you think about and immediately judge people based on their color or ethnic background or um, anything really that instantly puts you in this place of righteousness and that um, that isn't going to be progressive in any way, shape or form. and then I think the more you can sort of, you put it all on paper, and then the more you can kind of just go about your day feeling and being open to these moments of like, ah, fuck, they're this because of that, or oh, this shit, this happened, then, then, then you start really realizing how many of those you have throughout the day, even if it's just like driving, crossing yeah. the street, buying coffee, yeah. g- buying groceries, you know, mm-hmm. simply simple things, hanging out with your friends. Um yeah. And then, and then just really recognizing the uncomfortableness. And then, like we said before, just really leaning into it. And if, right. if you can at that moment, really, like, embrace or accept. And that's also okay. Like, right. no one said that you have to become an ally in so-and-so hours or, you know, someone's going to shoot you in the head. Like, right. maybe if that were the case, <laughs> people Hopefully would. Not. Hopefully people, not. So many people would die. Yeah. Um, so I think once we've gotten past that part, which mm-hmm. is the the more isolated, quiet to yourself part, then I think it's important to go out. Yes. Go out into the world, figure out the the people that you are choosing to be an ally to. Yes. Go out, go listen to their stories, read newspaper articles mm-hmm. regarding these particular given issues yeah, that are facing either people of color or women or the LGBT community, Jewish people, Muslim people, whoever it is that you're allying with, go and listen to their stories firsthand. I think it's really important when you're choosing to be an ally to really do active, engaged listening about the given issues that are facing marginalized people it's Mm -hmm. so 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 important to listen it really is it's it's almost like we we think about or we talk about the word support right Mm -hmm. and then how do you actually if you just think about the word support in general whether you support your your family members or you support your friends in any shape way or form there's this not a specific way in to support but how do I phrase this? It's almost like let's let's talk about the like LGBT group for example. Like sure. if you're going to support them in their way, then there's a lot that has that that, that surrounds this sort of sensitive topic to most people, but it's almost like doing your research and then if you don't know, like asking for help of like, "Hey, I have a gay friend. I get really uncomfortable around him. What can I do? What can I say?" that will make him be comfortable or I, I want to know more about what it's like to be gay even though I'm straight how do I go about that right. you know right. and recognizing maybe the first steps aren't to make any gay jokes with recognizing yeah. that at any moment they they might be wanting to come out to you and talk about their situation mm-hmm. and recognizing that they also don't have the answers Mm -hmm. like you know you're not gonna go up to and be like i want to know everything about being gay tell me and they're like they might not know right you know so don't almost look up to us either in a way of like well because you are this race and because you are that then you have all the answers right that's not true at all either right you know because everyone's journey is extremely different mm -hmm. yeah but at the same time also let us because we maybe we are the ones who are the, those groups and let us sort of lead the way in the sense. I see what you're saying. You know, it's such saying. a tricky like Yeah, it's a really delicate balance. It is. But I do think that the more that an ally chooses to listen to as many unique 
varied perspectives and opinions on any given issue that's facing the marginalized group that they are supporting, the the better they are an ally to fight and actually really lift up these voices mm-hmm. of these marginalized groups. Correct. Because generally people that choose to be an ally have more privilege than the minorities or marginalized groups that they're supporting. Yes. Which is great because is. that's what allies need. We need yeah. people in positions of power and privilege to to lift up mm-hmm. our voices. I agree. To hear to to uh to share our grievances, but I think there's a very big difference between sharing the grievances of marginalized people and completely erasing marginalized people from the experience it's, itself. Does that make sense? Yes. I, I I essentially it's like share the grievances but don't forget the people who have lived them. I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And if you are going to, you know, march in the marches or talk about it or, or, or embrace it and support then then you know if someone does confront you and ask you about it then you know you just simply state what it is you're doing like i'm supporting them i'm here for them but talk to them if you need any information about this you know yeah. talk to them about what they're going through i i don't know i'm just an ally i don't know what it's like to be but let's say for sake of argument this person's uh in their own circle you know what I mean? You mean so the person, the ally or the person who's just like the asking? ally? Like what if you know what I mean? Like if I'm a straight cisgendered white woman and mm-hmm. I'm just around my white female friends. Right. I'm not around uh, the LGBT community sure. that I am choosing to be an ally uh-huh. to. I have to speak up for them. Yes. I have to make their voices heard. And that doesn't necessarily mean like parroting off stories that you have heard that that have been shared with you. But I think that it's more subtle in in identifying uh, heterosexist language Mm -hmm. and calling it out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. Or questioning questioning comments or jokes, quote unquote. I hate when people say, oh, it's just a joke. Like I have (sighs) a lot of gay friends as though like that's an okay reason (laughs) to make a totally homophobic joke. Yeah. it's about calling out that shit. Yeah. Because that arguably is the hardest part of being an yeah. ally. It is. You know what I mean? It is. And I was reading somewhere where it's just like the simplest thing you could do is just like if you hear something uh, from what someone has said, you simply go to them and you're like, what the fuck? And then you like just walk away. Like, what the but fuck I, was that all about? You well, know? Yeah, but I think there's there's personality types that will do that. But I also think there's a lot of people out there that's like, mm, no, I'm not going to get involved. I mean, yeah. that was messed up, but I'm not going to get involved. Yeah. It's not quote. Yeah, but then you, my business. But then you like, <sighs> which I absolutely can't stand because yeah. I think that if it's you normalize are, it, in, well, in but a more sense. than that, I feel like if you see something or hear something and that's completely offensive to a person of color, a woman insert marginalized group here sort of thing Mm -hmm. um and you don't say anything or you don't come to the aid of that person or that group of people yeah you're essentially saying that it's okay oh yeah you're not doing something to to uh to aid them yes and to deconstruct that learned bias right you know like you're simply going about your day going well it's it's not my fight to fight which i think is is such a backwards way of thinking but i think a lot of people buy into that because it's just easier to walk on by it's also scary because if you it is scary too Mm -hmm. you know but i think it it takes an enormous amount of bravery and an enormous amount of like we said like action and and being active and all this um, but we see we see it, you know, and yeah. we've also seen the opposite, which is which totally. is great. I hopefully we'll get more of of people just speaking up and standing up for it as they more and more people become allies. Because all it takes is one person. It really does. 
you know just, what I mean? To just like be when like, a, hold a tragic up, hold event, up. either major or minor happens, all it takes is one person. It does. I think about, you know what I think about? I think about those recent, not too recent, but pretty recent, um, um, Delta and American Airlines with the whole, like, that Asian guy being dragged off the plane. Yes. And then there was one, if I'm not mistaken, it's been a while since I read, I, I was reading about it, but um, when they were, I believe, yelling at the middle eastern guy for something about being on the plane anyways i just remember there were a lot of people on the plane because you could see video footage about them being vocal Mm -hmm. about how this is wrong and that's not okay and how could you and just how absurd the fact that they were not letting this man on the plane because of his uh, race or ethnicity or something along the lines don't quote me but my point is that they were uh people being brave and stepping in and, and voicing out and talking about how that wasn't okay and it was just a wonderful act of bravery and yeah. heroism and I, I loved it yeah because I think that there are people out there that are willing to be the first one that are willing to step up and do the uncomfortable thing but I think that more people should remember that like all it takes is one and it's a lot easier when there's at least one person yes the minute you know I mean? the minute someone opens their mouth and says hey like this is wrong or don't do this or something you know there's a bunch of people already feeling it you know because yeah. I think I'd like to think that it, fundamentally we're all good people yes and that agreed. the minute someone says hey you know someone else was dying to be the first one or wanted to also but they were afraid and that first person said it and then everyone just sort of you know hopefully joins in, in yeah exactly yeah. but even if people don't chime in I think that everyone in life wants to have someone in their corner Sure. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, whether whether it's a friend or family member, like I think that people like to feel supported. Yeah. So even if it if you are the single person stepping up against, you know, a closeted gay teen in high school mm-hmm. who is afraid to come out because he's just he or she is just not there yet, like step up for that person. Yeah. Like be a cheerleader for that person. Totally agree. It's just easier to walk through life like it is knowing that you're not alone <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so yeah so i think it's important to listen to these marginalized voices and then really aid in magnifying them mm-hmm. you know it's always great to share personal firsthand experiences but don't uh talk over the person that's lived through it yeah if ultimately right yeah if yeah. you've never lived through a racial injustice or a social injustice yes. it's not really your place right. to speak over the person or the people that have lived through it yeah. it's also not cool to listen to someone else's injustice <laughs> and try and like fit it into a time when you've Felt had that, that injustice in your own it's life. like clearly you're not black yeah exactly for me gay. it's like talking about like my naturally curly hair and, and the politics of black hair but i have had a couple of white friends be like you know what it's kind of like when i have like a frizzy hair day and i'm like <gasps> oh my gosh mm, no it's not, not quite exactly exactly my natural hair is my natural hair oh. which has been which has a lot of politics involved <laughs> oh yeah black hair has been oh, highly industry. politicized it's very different than just like some moisture is in the air and your your strands <laughs> aren't lying your quite one as strand smooth as they normally <laughs> do like please do not equate those two things but i think that that's a really um common thing that happens among people who are trying to be allies yes. they're trying to understand yes. so i think that impulse comes from a place of i'm trying to get on your yeah, level it's not I'm ill intended at all you. and i think it's important in those moments to remember like you don't have to be on their level yeah. to understand right and arguably the person sharing that injustice isn't necessarily expecting you mm-hmm. to understand those are such clear 
interesting, specific, important details yeah. that as an ally or as you know a person from a marginalized group has to remember that ultimately what you just said rings very true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just I think that people mean well. They do when that sort of uh, reaction happens. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also important to. If you feel that reaction bubbling up, like suppress, yeah. especially if it's not something you a live an experience you've, you've lived, lived through, like just fight mm-hmm. to suppress it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I applaud it and, and I'm grateful for that. But, you know, it's you have to realize what, what we went through, what we go through is nowhere near what you've experienced. Totally. Um, and then I think it just another to- another point I want to touch on, I think, is just being open to the diversity mm-hmm. and knowing that, let's say, I mean, if especially if you have kids, you know, yeah. letting your kids grow up in a really diverse community. And if you're not in a diverse community, seeking out diversity, mm-hmm. you know, putting them in uh, places where there are different uh, groups of children, letting them play with different because a lot of it stems from our childhood yeah you know and i was when i was doing a lot of reading on this i thought i well i'm not saying that i'm lucky but because i'm asian there's just things that i've had to embrace and as as a child because i was you know surrounded by white people or felt different and i just immediately learned how to be more open because Mm -hmm. i was forced to be more open because i didn't feel comfortable um and i think as a parent you know, to to maybe recognize that you didn't have that growing up. Yeah. And so how you dealt with it in your adulthood, um, not necessarily saying that you don't want that to happen to your children, but if you want your children to have more of an open mind and accepting and all that stuff, then then put them into into activities. And, yeah, and, exposure you know, to different cultures is always great. Foods. Even if you as the parent don't 100% oh, understand sure. the culture that you're exposing your child to. I think sometimes it's important when we're kids for us to see our parents sometimes going through it with us like Mm -hmm. it's cool when you're learning something with your mom or with your dad like that's a really cool moment I'm sure for a lot of kids I remember having those moments growing up Mm -hmm. so I think that yeah to any parents out there listening like you don't have to have all the answers especially when it comes to other people's cultures but like immerse your kid immerse yourself it makes difference definitely and I think that can only help this whole you know ally cause Mm -hmm. to, to these groups and there'll be more and more people just easier transition not necessarily transitioning but easy finding themselves like yeah like i'm i'm an ally and um and i like it and it's yeah it's, it's easy and i can see that it came from my background or exposure when i was young and all that stuff really adds to it totally know? and i think along the lines of exposing kids to culture i think if you're choosing to be an ally it's really important to educate and continuously continuously mm-hmm. educate yourself yes i think that there's nothing less ally-like than showing up to an event, to a cause, to support a charity for a given issue, and you show up, and you as the ally ask the marginalized group of people, so what's this all about? What's this given issue all about? Tell me. I really want to know. I really want to right. learn. And it's how, like, how no. would you consider yourself an ally? Yeah, like you, you no, it's not my job to educate you yeah, once on again, what right? I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Especially because there's so much information out there now. So, and he's so easily accessible. Yeah. Two clicks on your phone and you're there. Right. So it know? doesn't make you a good ally if you just simply show up. You've yeah. got to continue to educate yes. yourself. You've got to really want it. Yeah. And I think that it's also important to diversify the way 
way that you get your information. Diversify yes. the news outlet. Sure. I love me some CNN. I love me some MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Fox News is garbage and dribble. But those aren't the only news outlets that are like, sharing news i think it's important to also if you're looking at supporting people of color there's a ton of african-american news outlets i love black voices or black voices online afro-american newspaper there's also more localized newspapers that you can check out that that focuses on events in your area specifically Mm -hmm. so you might not be able to make a huge impact on a national stage but see if any of these given injustices be it a social injustice or a racial injustice or a sexist injustice see if you can fight those injustices in your neighborhood in your own backyard yeah you know what I mean? Completely agree. I feel like uh, after the Golden Globes, Oprah 2020, the hashtag oh, became a gosh. thing. Like, oh my God, Oprah for president. <laughs> yes, I would love her. And while Oprah might not be running for president, you can certainly support other strong, yeah. educated African-American women, Asian women, Hispanic women in your area mm-hmm. who have, I guess, Oprah-like sensibilities. Yeah. You can show your support with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's there are so many easy, simple steps to take within your own community, within your own circle of friends, yeah. within yourself. Then it's all easily really accessible, which could be a great jumping point um, to become maybe a, a great ally to the cause. But you you can start, and not necessarily you have to, but it's a great way to just start small and not to put so much pressure on yourself and to not say yeah. stupid shit by accident. You know, by by mm-hmm. by taking on our cause. It's you know, it's it's in support instead of supporting our cause. Right. Um, but yeah, like you were, like Alana was just saying, I think it's great. I think start small, start with what you can, start with what you know, mm-hmm. you know, and and slowly branch out and deal with that uncomfort, uncomfortableness and know that it's a journey. Mm-hmm. And then if you really, really want to, then, then it'll take some work, almost like anything else in this world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'll be a journey onto itself and it'll be exciting, you know, kind of be excited to find out about yourself, the people you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you might end up marrying someone amazing because of that or your best friend or you might you never know and I think just being open to all those opportunities and willing to learn and to fall on your face and to look like a fool yeah it's all good you know yeah totally yeah but I think the 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 constant education I think is key to being a really quality ally like mm-hmm. please just don't show up and allow minorities to teach you like we we've talked about our injustices so much yeah. we've done we've done it so much for free <laughs> slavery is over please don't expect me to educate you i got things to do I agree. Um, <laughs> I got things to do. Too. I got things to do. I'm happy to talk to you, but not unless you're you're meeting me halfway and doing some of the research the research yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's um, it's it's good that this is something we. I mean, I someone gave us Christian gave us this topic, mm-hmm. and we thought it was it was such a good topic. A yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I thought about it, but I've never really like really like been like dot like let's dive in and really flesh this out yeah uh, and now we're here and doing it we are for sure fleshing it out mm-hmm. <laughs> you you touched on something and i i, I want to make a point to this you said don't be afraid to fall on your face to make a mm-hmm. mistake or whatever and mm-hmm. i think that that's really important <laughs> 
I think it's really important to acknowledge that mistakes will be made. No one's road to allyship is perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay to allow yourself to remain open to constructive criticism. Yeah. And when that constructive criticism comes your way, because everyone's got an opinion when it comes to how to fight oppression, I think when that criticism is hurled your way, regardless of what color, gender, sex you are, being open to hearing it, learning from it, mm-hmm. apologizing oh, for it, yeah. letting it go and moving on. Yeah. But move on and change your actions going forward. Absolutely. Don't go on and, 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 and just kind of stay stuck and because then you're doing quite the opposite of becoming an ally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. Just be patient with yourself, you yeah. know, and know that it's not necessarily going to be an easy journey, but it's also wasn't really designed to be an easy journey because of the way that you know, America has just fought this whole racism, totally. segregation for, I mean, yeah, there's other reasons we could get into it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yes, so just be patient with yourself. And I mean, I'm, I'm Asian and I, I go through it too, you know, we're like, Definitely. I just, like we were saying, just think simple things throughout the day where I'm like, why? Like, it's not cool of me to think this way or, mm-hmm. or, or, or automatically assume that this person will do this because of that. And, and slowly, you know, it'll add up and, and you'll start to to see that, hey, like you have a more lighter sense of like feeling around this cause or that you feel good yeah. about what you're doing or people yeah. are giving you feedback of like you're you're an amazing person. Yeah, or, feedback Thank you. is good. Feedback is feedback great. is good. Even when it's bad feedback, yes. like it's not necessarily the right. easiest to take. It's still good. Yeah, it means that is someone growth. is like watching you and listening to mm-hmm. you. And received what you said or did and either it was cool or it wasn't cool but yeah. either way the, fe- the the criticism that you're getting the feedback that you're getting I agree it's better than not getting any yeah I think of like the you know like any movement any movement is movement forward right. towards oh anything, definitely you know that's a yeah. good one to just kind of if you're feeling like shitty about what you might have accidentally said or shitty that maybe you thought you were okay with it and then you weren't and then realizing you know but just think like it's okay like movement is movement growth is growth and even if you're feeling shitty there's growth in that and you're not going to feel shitty forever so yeah just but i think the that. other counter to that is like don't be afraid to speak at all yes. i don't know if like you, once you've felt that way yeah yeah like, i, I can see what you, you mean feel like this but sometimes i feel like in in white culture there's like an unwritten rule that like if if you're not sure of how to talk to race just don't say anything at all it's better to say nothing yeah than to say something and maybe it kind of offends someone or you're yeah. not sure how and it's going to be taken be politically correct all the yeah. fucking time and i think what's what what i hate to say it like this but i think what white people have to realize is like we as minorities feel that <laughs> like we we can feel when you're like stumbling for words yeah. and we can feel when you're yeah. holding back and that doesn't make us feel good no like we we pick up on the fact that you're uncomfortable and then we're like okay this person is like stumbling over words because they're uncomfortable because i know it's something about a black person or i know it's something about an asian person and now i suddenly don't want to hear what you have to say because i know what you're about to tell me is a very pc polite yeah way of saying how you actually feel Mm. you know what i mean resist that too you, okay, I see what you're going from, but do you mean, so instead of them almost like treading or walking on eggshells in the way that they are having this conversation with you, you would prefer them to just be like... Just lay it out there. I see. Yeah. In in any form of like wherever, wherever the conversation is going, especially if it's about your, your race. Right. 
Ah. I think it's better to be transparent and yes. to learn from any potential mistakes that I you agree. might say yeah. than to not say anything at all. Yeah. And to sort of just maybe like dance around it. Yeah. Oh, know? my God. I hate people dance around <laughs> things. It drives me nuts. Like, let's just dead yeah. that all together. Right. Like, let's yeah. just get rid of it. Like, I, my favorite is when they look at me and they're like, ooh, like, I'm going to talk to her specifically about something Chinese yeah. because she's Chinese and it's like um I I could care less mm-hmm. you know like why don't we actually talk about something important something fundamentally that we both agree on or that we both connect on right. not just because I don't know and, and maybe it isn't ill-intended either maybe that's just the, 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 their only way of connecting to me yeah I think it's then uh... again it's on our part to be like Okay, I know better. My mom, my mom always says this. If you know better, you do better. Yeah. Always. Totally. You know? So then it's like what you were just saying. It's like just be transparent. But then if they can't be transparent because of whatever fears they're harboring and holding on to, then it's our job to be like, okay, I know where you're coming from. So let me sort of just embrace it and and, and maybe see what would happen from there. You yeah. know? It's work on both sides. It for is. sure. It is. Because in those moments, it. I can be like, oh god i'm so annoyed right um, which which isn't helping either you exactly. know what i mean like we're, we're part of it like i was just, yeah you know, we are and 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 so it takes it takes self-reflection and self-observation on both ends and being like okay how can i actively in those moments specifically shift my energy and my point of view and the way i'm thinking about all, about all this for the better yeah for the both of us for sure you know Definitely. and i think as long as that can be sort of a I don't know, a constant mm-hmm. in the way that it's we an are. Ebb and flow. Yeah, right? I think it, it will only get better. And I feel like it's, it's I want to be really optimistic about this and say that it, it'll head there. It's heading in that direction um, with time. But but there's still a lot of work to be done. That's oh, sure. totally. And that's why we're having this conversation, yeah, you and I. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think the work could start within the circles. Yes. Of the allies themselves. Yes, because they're already sort of almost embrace this sort of mindset and um, way about how to be a friend of mm-hmm. us. And so, so I think it's great, you know, like it does, it would start with them. It does, right. like exactly what you just said. Totally. Yes. We're not white. <laughs> because I think that sometimes in this work, like you have to have an uncomfortable conversation with a loved one or someone that you have an emotional connection mm-hmm. with. And there's a fear there that uh, if I call this person out, they're they're gonna think of me as a killjoy yeah or some sort of a member of the pc culture run amok yeah. kind of thing yeah, and they might not want to hang out with me or they might look at me differently they might think a little bit differently and i think to that person that's struggling like yes we understand that but ultimately if you're gonna make change it's gonna start within your own community yes we've said it on the show before white people communicate and and choose to listen to white people the same way that black people go oh i see this person they understand me instantly i understand them yeah i'm gonna i'm going to um identify with this person and what they have to say more like, yes the same is true in white culture yeah so if you're at that uncomfortable crossroads lean into it have the uncomfortable conversation because it doesn't have to be like an asshole conversation no like it can go smoothly it doesn't yeah. have to be super uncomfortable right. there will be some discomfort yeah that's normal the, the more that you just attack it and then just move on right it's better for everyone involved yeah and don't, you're don't really doing your part as an ally right i agree and just don't say attached to whatever it is that you went through right essentially but but hey shout out to all those allies out there i know right (laughs) it's an exciting place to be it is 
So, any don'ts that we want to talk about? Can talk um, about? Don'ts. I feel like we've tackled them all through maybe the doings. Okay. Okay. Um, I think I have one, which is uh, to not expect recognition from allyship. Ah. <laughs> you know? Like, I think that sometimes yeah. some people are solely only allies so they could, like, get something out of it. Yeah, like, I'm in the cool group now. Yeah. I know like all they, about them. Exactly. I know how to use chopsticks. Those people suck. <laughs> Those, Those people <laughs> suck. Because it's so transparent. We see that you're only here to make yourself look better. Yeah, or, like, that now because being different is cool and being white is not necessarily not cool, but, you know, it's... I, I feel like there's some sense with some white people where they're like, oh, white people are so boring. Like, where we, like, I wish I was, like, you know, ethnic or whatever. And I'm like, I look at these people. Like, I've heard, straight are you up, of someone in particular? I've straight up heard some white people be like, yeah, I like, it's like, it sucks being white or something. And I go, I look, I've looked at them one time and been like, excuse me? Like, what did you just say? And why are you saying this? You know? And then, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of just, I'm just thinking, like, because of that, Mm -hmm. I'm sure other, some white people feel that, but because maybe that, they're like, okay, so I'm going to learn everything about a certain culture and sort of just be, I don't know, it makes me feel cool that I know about this culture. Mm -hmm. And so, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you're you're saying. It's kind of essentially what you're saying, where it's just like, really, really, if you really want to do it, then do it with all your love in your heart and 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 just more of a positive than a than a you know don't do it for yourself yeah i think i um <laughs> it's a really selfless act of yeah. being you know if you're going to be an ally definitely like don't take the 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 minorities that start really powerful movements don't erase the person that started it yeah i'm thinking specifically about the hashtag me too movement with tarana burke mm-hmm. where when hashtag me too i think it was Alyssa milano who started to who once all of the the sexual harassment claims in hollywood started i think she was the one that started using hashtag me too and it caught on but uh-huh. as we know hashtag me too was started by a black woman mm-hmm. tarana burke i think she started it in the 90s i think wow um but I, I, I noticed as hashtag me too became more and more of a thing it seemed like tarana burke and her work was getting erased like oh. the hashtag had been co-opted by cool white, white female celebrities sure so all of a sudden it's like the 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 cool feminist or like i'm a part of this movement hashtag but yet tarana herself the creator of the of the movement uh-huh. was getting erased and i think it's really important if you're becoming an ally to not erase the people from the grievances mm-hmm. see of, us too don't yes. just see the grievances and think aha i know I, my white savior complex <laughs> it's kicking in i know how to save these people no 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 no, no. we don't need you to save us mm-hmm. we need you to support us yes and the more you support us the more you know this these movements will have an impact and the more people will change and we can have just less violence or less anything really you know and move towards a more enlightened sense of consciousness mm-hmm. you know it's not gonna go away anytime soon but we can start now yeah you know i think it's also important to remember that doing the work of an ally is an everyday thing it is as long as there are isms and obias oh, still yeah working those forces are still at play yeah minorities marginalized people women are still going to have to contend 
with those oppressive systems. Yeah. And we don't get to get a break. Yeah. Like we don't get to get a break from racism. We don't get to get a break from sexism or ageism. Mm-hmm. Someone who's differently abled doesn't get a break from being treated differently because they are differently abled. Yeah. Thus, allies can't think it's like one week off, one week on kind of a thing. Yeah. It has it's to be almost like fight. a Yeah, it's like a it's like a consistent state of beingness in yeah. in every moment of your life. You, totally. you, I mean, it starts with your thoughts, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're go, really getting on people's thoughts go meditate today. On that. <laughs> no, well, really. if you've listened to this episode and you're like, "Ooh, being an ally is a lot of work," I don't know if I want to really like take on that. <laughs> it's too much. I don't really work. know if I want to be a quote unquote ally. I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to sign up for all that work. Um, Mia McKenzie, she is a writer, an African-American writer, would kind of agree with you. She um, wrote an amazing article called No More Allies. And in it, she essentially says that ally has been treated as a noun as opposed to a verb. So mm. she's uh, she's doing away with the word ally. And she is choosing to use the phrase currently operating in solidarity with. And it's she a says phrase. She she admits that it's quite clunky, but what she says is this. Currently operating in solidarity with, that's in quotes, is undeniably an action. It describes what a person is doing in the moment. It does not give credit for past actions of solidarity without regard for current behavior. It does not assume future acts of solidarity. It speaks only to the actions of the present. And then she goes on to give you some other options if currently operating in solidarity with is too clunky. She says you could say you're showing support for operating Mm -hmm. with intentionality around Mm -hmm. using my privilege to help by demonstrating my commitment to ending insert oppressive system here by or showing up for the insert marginalized group here in the following ways, which I thought when I first read that I was like, that's dope. Like, Yes, I see your point. Yeah. I see your point about it always being a driving action. Mm-hmm. It's never just a standalone uh, adjective. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I like that a lot. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Good for thought. But I hope all of you listening are not afraid of being an ally. <laughs> we need you marginalized. We do. People like people of color, Women, Jewish people, Muslims, Gays, the LGBT trans, community, yeah. poor people, like all of these people need the support of people who are in positions of privilege and power. It, yep. You, so we invite you to come be an ally with us. Come yeah. support us. Yeah. And remember that like starting small and, and gradually increasing your allyship and your ally participation it's all a part of the journey. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting, you yeah. know? It's just like it's like learning a new skill. Exactly. You know? You could apply it and for sure. You might even you might even get promotions or your life will improve, you know, all of that stuff. It's all interconnected and intertwined and you know, there's a bigger plan for it all. So just be part of the movement and yeah. give and it's a selfless act and you can only feel better um, by doing so I think for yeah. sure I think it's a great way to end it okay. if you guys want to stay connected to myself and Jackie you can find me Alana Webster on Instagram at at renegade of fun and my handle is at Jacqueline Chung Young we also have our black and yellow podcast at uh, black and yellow at podcast. black and yellow podcast Instagram handle you check that out let us know your thoughts what you're thinking DM us um, we're up for it we, we'd love to hear from you guys yeah thanks for tuning in guys we'll talk to you next week bye bye bye